I'm Heather. And I'm Lenore. Like you, we had our aha moments when we finally realized that the way we were doing things just wasn't really cutting it. I left pharmacy and got certified in integrative nutrition. And I left medicine and became a certified life coach. Together, we're going to show you what changes you want to make to adopt a healthier lifestyle. And then how to manage your mind around those changes. So this is the last time you do it. We're Nutrition Minded. Okay, so what do we want to talk about today? Uh, there's such a lot of things we could talk about. I love when you said earlier um, something like, if you have a brain, I can coach you. Oh, yeah. Um, I really think diet and nutrition is the majority of a brain thing. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I have so many people that come to me and they are just stuck, like so stuck. They've tried every single diet. They've yeah. tried all the, and the, the rules and the, all the things. And, you know, maybe one thing works for a little while, but it never works forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that is, can name that one thing that they're like, oh, it's just, it totally worked the first time I tried it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's been great forever. Yeah. And we were actually talking about that because when clients say to me, I can't lose weight. And I say, well, how many times have you tried? Oh, seven or eight. I've done seven or eight different things. And I say, good. We know it doesn't work. Yes. You've, you've already tried seven or eight things that did not do it for you. And so we don't have to do that again. Good. And the first time I heard that, I thought, how is that good? But it's good because if you look at it as I have that experience behind me, I have that practice, next time I'm going to nail it, you're much more likely to nail it and actually get healthy. Yeah. And I love that that we know what doesn't work. That is such a failure mindset that, right. that it didn't work for me. And we always focus so much on what didn't work right. and trying to force like the round peg in the square box kind of thing, right. like trying to force that. Well, it worked for all these before and after pictures that yeah. I've seen and yeah. all these other people that I've seen. It worked for them. Why doesn't it work for me? What's yeah. wrong with me? Yeah. And that's just marketing. That's just, I mean, the before and after pictures are not the vast majority of people who've tried a certain program or whatever. And a lot of times people will say, i I fell off the wagon, like it didn't work and I can't do it. I'm a failure at this. I can't get this right. And so coming from that mindset of being a failure, you're going to be a failure. Like, yes, you had half of a cheesecake for dinner. Okay. That's a circumstance. That's a neutral event. You can either make it mean that was a really good cheesecake. I enjoyed that. Or you could make it mean I'm a complete failure. I'm never going to get my act together. I'm always going to be unhealthy. Okay, so let's talk about the 80-20 rule. Um, I feel like personally the 80-20 rule is way too restrictive and it it allows for more failure than not. And so follow me here. So we start off Monday. Hey, right? Okay, I'm going to 80-20 this week. I'm going to 80-20 this day, right? By Wednesday, we have been like so much... Like, I have to follow this. I have to follow this. I have to do this. I can't have that. Right. Restricted. Yes. I can't do it because I'm going to allow myself the 20% to be Friday and Saturday. But by Wednesday, we're like, holy cow, I'm starving. I want the stupid cookie. And I also need a glass of wine because I deserve it because I made it to Wednesday. You know? (laughs) And then we have the glass of wine and the cookie. And then Thursday morning, we're like, well, heck. You know, I made, I, I ruined it 
And so now Thursday, I'm not going to do well because I ruined it Wednesday night. And then Friday, we're like, well, it's the weekend now. And I blew it yesterday. So I might as well just keep going. Then Saturday and Sunday, we're in full on binge mode because we're going to start over on Monday. Right. And all of that from one cookie, right? And all of that from, it's just right. a, a complete spiral. Right. So you, what your brain has done is turn the fact that you had a cookie, you gave in, you did something bad. People will say, oh, I was bad. I ate a fill in the blank. You broke the rule. Right. And so you had one cookie and all of a sudden you have completely derailed your train and you are no longer ever going to get it done because of one cookie. And it, the cookie is not what did it. It's not the calories in the cookie. It's not the macros in the cookie. It's what you think about the cookie. Yes. Yeah. It's the good or bad. Right. It's the right or wrong. Yeah. Fail or success. Like I've totally messed up. That's the mindset people have. So how do I, how do I fix quote unquote, how do I untrain that mindset and how do I retrain my mindset right. to that cookie is neither good nor bad. Right. So the first thought that I would recommend everybody have is realizing that your thoughts are not you. Okay. That was mind blowing to me, even as a physician, but the way I finally understood it was realizing people who are mentally ill, like truly mentally ill, somebody you see on the news who thinks he's Jesus Christ. He's not Jesus Christ. Okay. He thinks he is in that instance. It's very easy to look at that person and say, okay, he is not his thoughts. Right. Well, the same thing applies to all of us. We are not our thoughts. So step one is realizing that your thoughts and you are two different things. The next step is realizing that everything that happens is neither good nor bad. It is neutral. It is something that happened. And where we get with our results, what we get in our lives is not from what happened to us. It's what we make of it. So especially in dieting, there's so much self-flagellation, I like to call it, like this constant, I'm not good enough, I've got to strive for this, I'm, I need to be better around dieting. And that is just a mindset. There's a number on your scale. There are numbers when you get your blood pressure checked. There's a hemoglobin A1C if you're diabetic. What you make of that number is completely up to you. So you can either make that number mean, I weigh more than I want to, I am bad. Mm-hmm. I am bad at dieting. I need to be better. I need to do so. I mean, you could speak to that more than me, like what your clients say when the number on the scale is not what they think it should be. Oh my gosh, you can ask my clients. I always, my reaction when they say I weighed myself is that number is complete BS. It is, it only shows you your relationship to gravity. Right. It doesn't show you things like what, what you right. said. Like it doesn't show you if you have diabetes, it doesn't show you what your A1C is. Yeah. And I love that. The only thing your weight shows you is your relationship to gravity is <laughs> awesome because that completely takes all of the thinking out of it. Yeah. I mean, that statement is like your weight's a neutral thing. It's totally it irrelevant. just tells you how much pull you have on the earth. Yeah, like, right. you know. <laughs> So if you start to look at the number on the scale as a neutral thing, you get to pick what your results are. Now, what I mean by that is not, you know, I weigh 300 pounds, but I'm going to magically become 150 today. What I mean by that is you can make that 300 pounds mean I am going to get healthy. You can make that 300 pounds mean there's no hope. You can make that 300 pounds mean anything in between. So you literally can take the number on the scale decide what you're going to think about it. And then that gives you a feeling. Like if you look at that and you think, feel overwhelmed. I mean, say you think I'm not getting anywhere. I'm no good at this. And you feel despair. 
then you may go comfort yourself with a cookie and the cookie may turn into seven because while you're eating, you're thinking, why not? Like I already weigh 300 pounds. How much worse can I get? You know? And so then your result is you still weigh 300 pounds. Yeah. Whereas if you see the number on the scale and it says 300 pounds and you think I'm going to get to 140 or whatever, I mean, or I am going to get healthier, like taking the number out of it. Now your feeling is inspired. It's confident. It's motivated. It's something positive. And coming from those feelings of positivity, you're more likely to exercise, not go eat a sleeve of cookies, you know, like plan your meals, pick a pair for a snack. Uh, And then your result is you get healthier. So your result is coming strictly from your thoughts about the number on the scale, not the number on the scale. Right. Right. And so that's why the 80-20 rule is more restrictive than we realize. Mm -hmm. Like we're setting up these restrictions instead of processing thoughts that are more helpful in, okay, I can do this. Or or I decide to do this. Right. And that's a big change in mindset when you say, I'm going to do this versus I'm deciding to do this. Like what feels more active? The deciding, right? Because that's not just the physical act of doing the thing, but it's also the buy-in, the mental buy-in. I decide, I'm deciding I'm going to do this. So just adding those words to your thoughts can actually help you be more successful in obtaining your results. And you can go from the, from the restriction and the rebellion Right, because if we restrict, we rebel. Period. That's yeah. why the eighty twenty rule doesn't work. And that's why my kids act up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> when you tell them no, they're going to right. Now they're going to be like, "Really? <laughs> Watch me." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, so that rebellious inner child yeah. is like, "I'm going to eat the cookie. Yeah. I'm going to eat the cookie. I'm going to yeah. eat the cookie. I'm Watch gonna eat- me. Yeah, right. I'm going right. to eat them all." <laughs> and then you eat every single one of them because right. you didn't want to eat right. one. Right. 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 <laughs> So, so if we go from restriction to allowance yes. and permission, yeah, then it becomes a confident decision, like you said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so say you really do, I mean, I try to eat healthy. I want, I don't know what percent of the time I actually eat healthy, but there is a really good cheesecake at Atlanta Bread Company. It's a chocolate cheesecake with caramel. Mm-hmm. And it's almost never there because I think other people like it as well. But on the few, <laughs> on the few occasions when I've gone there and they have it, I'm just like, I'm going to have that cheesecake. It's the only piece, like I may have one piece of cheesecake in a year, yeah. not because I'm restricting, but just because A, I'm not usually around cheesecake that much. B, it's okay. This cheesecake is the bomb. But so it's when, a confident decision. Yes. It's yeah. a, I'm having that today. Mm-hmm. Now, if I see they have it, I may go ahead and order a salad to like offset the saturated fat intake yeah. that I'm about to or in the cheesecake. Or, or up the fiber that's yes. not in there. Right, yeah. right. But I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm yeah. not going to look at that cheesecake and go, oh, man, I really want that cheesecake. It's calling my name. It is not calling my name. It's yeah. yelling my name. And, and I am willingly getting a piece like of it. it's Tuesday and I can't have it on Tuesday because um, I can only have yeah. it on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, that never works. Yeah. And that's why we're talking about the 80-20 rule. And maybe you should shift your mindset around it. Just something to consider. I think that's great. Um, just making making it about your thoughts. And making the decisions neutral. Yeah. Making the circumstances neutral. Right, yeah. Right. Right. right yeah. yeah. The circumstance neutral. So right. that your decision becomes. What you want it to be. Yeah. And not a reflex reaction. Because I think that what you've told me about some client concerns, there's a lot of reflexive, like, 
oh, that's bad. Oh, I messed up. Like, and that's another thing about our beliefs. Beliefs are just thoughts that we continually think. And most of us do not examine our thoughts on a regular basis. Or even know that we're having them. Right. Because so many yeah. of them are subconscious. And depending on who you listen to, we have anywhere from, excuse me, like 40 to 50 or 90,000 thoughts a day. The vast majority of, of them are repetitive. And the majority of those are negative. And so you'll have this constant reel in your head. Like, have you ever noticed that you're like, I'm no good at this? You know, like mine is on Saturdays when my kids are all losing their mind and I just want to get them out of the house. I'm thinking, I hate this. Like, not proud of it. It's just a thought. It doesn't make me a bad mother. I'm just sick of everybody bickering. Like, I just want to get you guys in the car so we get where we're going, you know? But I think a lot of times with dieting or, or trying to eat healthy in general. It's moral. Yes. Oh, tell me about that. It's a moral decision. It okay. becomes, I am good or bad. Oh, yeah. And if I choose this food that I think is a bad food, then, then I'm bad. I am bad. Right. It has now made me bad. Yeah. So it becomes about morals and values. And, and I, I'm no good because I can't be good because I can't eat good. Oh, yeah. Clearly, I've shown myself that right. I break my, rule, my own rules right. all the time. Right. And this is just a thought model that you yeah. can, first of all, recognize that you're having it. Like, recognize, oh, I'm thinking I'm bad again because I ate something that wasn't on my food plan or, or wasn't what I would normally eat. Okay. So just being aware of the fact I'm bad. And then questioning that. Is that true? I mean, are you bad because yeah, you had a brownie? I think that I'm, okay, let's no. play this out. So I'm, I'm, I'm say I'm the person. Yeah. Okay. I ate um, whatever I ate that uh, the cookie. We'll okay. Call, let's go back to the cheesecake. Oh, the cheesecake. It sounds really good. It's delicious. Okay. Yes. So the cheesecake is delicious, yes. but it's bad, quote unquote, okay. for me because okay. it's not going to help me lose 15 pounds. Okay. So now I'm eating the cheesecake when I told myself I wasn't going to eat the cheesecake. So now I'm bad okay. because I ate the cheesecake. That was bad. Okay. So now I can't, I can't stick to any diet. I can't stick to any plan. Right. I can't do anything right. because clearly I've broken my own rules. Right. And so the trick is to go back to realize step one, it's a piece of cheesecake. I mean, it, in and of itself, is a completely neutral thing. Not baby Jesus, no. just cheesecake. Just cheesecake. Yeah. Okay. And so then you think about it. I'm bad because I ate that, and it's bad. Yeah. So already you're assigning a moral value to a piece of cheesecake. Yes. Which, when you step back and think about it, I mean, it's kind of silly. You know, it's also optional, and that's what I want to point out to people is that these thought processes that you may not even be aware that you're having mm-hmm. are completely optional. So just recognizing that if you just recognize that you have a reaction, a thought reaction to a certain type of food in your kitchen, like, um, I don't know, say granola bars at my house. One of my kids is just obsessed with those Quaker chewy chocolate chip granola bars. He would eat that and nothing else all day long if left to his own devices. So when I see them on sale, sometimes I'll buy a box and I think I'm bad for buying these. These are bad for you. Like this makes me a bad mother Mm -hmm. because I'm buying this bad food Mm -hmm. for my kid. And then I think to myself, that's very interesting. Like I've just made myself bad over five I think bars. a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. Or like making their kids' lunches to use your reference. You oh, know? yes. If I take a little snack of this food that I'm feeding my kid that yeah. I think is bad, yeah. now I'm bad. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, that actually happens to me on a daily basis because <laughs> one of my 
what, but at least I recognize it. I mean, one of my kids is just a junk foodaholic and I'll put things in his lunchbox. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, I really wish he wouldn't eat this. And then I'm like, I'm the parent here. And I think about all the training that we've done where you're like, you decide what, when, and where, and he decides if, or what is it? Yeah. If, or how much. Yes. And so I'm putting Cool Ranch Doritos into his lunchbox going, well, I mean, <laughs> no, I know he's going to eat it, but I mean, but my thought is, well, at least he's going to eat this. It could be worse, you know, but I, I, and then I also think I wish I could find a healthier snack that he really liked. And the rest of the health or the rest of the lunch is generally, you know, nutrient dense and not MSG and artificial colors. So <laughs> how do you talk yourself off the ledge? How do we talk ourselves off the ledge when so, we get to that point where we're putting a moral value on food? Yeah. And this, the first step is just recognizing that your brain has done that. Okay. So I recognize that my brain has a moral value on food. Yeah. And and it creates a lot of maybe feelings of anxiety sometimes. And inadequacy yes. and being upset with yourself yeah. and all kinds of negative. There's not anything positive that comes from putting a negative moral value on a food. So the first step is just to realize that, okay, I'm thinking that that is a bad item of food. And then the second thought is you could even ask yourself, so what? Like, yeah, like, so what? So what? Yeah. That's not the most nutritionally dense thing I could have put in my son's lunchbox. This is how I worked through it yeah. this morning. Yeah. Like, okay, what am I making this mean? My brain is trying to make this mean that I'm a bad mom because I'm putting Cool Ranch Doritos in yeah. his lunch. When in reality, I'm not a bad mom. Like, I care what he has in his lunch. This is the only thing that I would say is nutritionally a desert, you know, in his <laughs> lunchbox. I mean, the other stuff is good. Yeah. It's like hummus and some pretzels and a, a organic beef stick and whatnot. So I stopped my brain there. Yeah. Like the whole thought loop about being a bad mom and I can't get it right. And why can't I figure this out? That's totally optional. But you've got, you've got all the other stuff figured out, right? You've got the beef stick right. and the vegetables right. and the fruits. So right. you do have it figured out. Right. But I don't if left to my own devices, see that. And that's why life coaching and just thought management around nutrition is so helpful because you are not able to see your own brain. I'm not able to see my own brain. Even as a certified life coach, I can work through the vast majority of things now, but not all of it. I have a coach, but a coach can help you to identify that's just a thought. And get out of that thought. And what if that thought's not true? Like, let's look at the opposite of that. I do like that. I think we should talk about that next time is you don't have to believe your own thoughts. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's actually better if you don't a lot of the time. And they're not even the truth. Like most of the time our own thoughts are not even the truth. Yeah. And you get to pick what they are. That's another interesting thing. All right. We'll see you next time. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that next. Okay.